but ugly, but funny. And welcome to Video City, where there's no membership required, and I am the freak. I am your freak, and you are mine. I'm Brent. I'm Joe. And I'm Travis. And today, we are going to be discussing, reviewing, etc., the 1993 American comedy film, film, uh, Freaked, directed by Alex Winter and Tom Stern. Travis, this was your choice. Please explain yourself. Uh, Yeah, so this was, uh, I'd never actually seen this movie before I picked it today. Um, but it was actually suggested to me by my wife. Um, she said she remembered growing up. I, I kind of found it. I was just kind of perusing, trying to find old movies that, uh, got a little bit more obscure and I didn't recognize this one at all. And she goes, watch it. I go, why? She's like, it's right up your alley. You're going to love it. And she wasn't wrong. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a trash basket of a movie and it's, uh, it's okay. Well, you uh, know. Uh, sorry to hear that. It's, it's all that. the, all the things that they, uh, that a, a nine-year-old Travis would find wonderful in a movie. Right. But so. now you are not a nine-year-old Travis. No, no. But, uh, me and him still hang out from time to time. Okay. So it's, uh, that's healthy. Yeah. yeah it's good. So you haven't actually seen the movie before we picked it. No, I had not seen it. I had, didn't even know it existed. Uh, I assumed that Alex Winter only showed up in, uh, Bill and Ted. And then later I found out, oh, he was in the Lost Boys. Oh, he was, was he? yeah, he was one of, uh, He's one of Kiefer's buddies. Okay. Um, oh, Keef. Oh, Keef. And then I thought he Chief Keef, as I call and him. And then I didn't think he showed back up until Bill and Ted came out with number three. Right. And, New one. Uh, I was excited to see him. I was like, whoa. Look at this guy. Yeah. And okay. then he showed up in this movie as a complete fucking asshole. Yeah. Complete piece of shit prick. Garbage um, human. Yeah. Garbage baby piss boy. Uh, I've also never seen this movie. Um, it will get to it. Joe, what about you? I actually grew up watching this piece of shit movie. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so Travis picked it, but you are actually the only person that's actually seen it. It appears so. Okay. uh, We used to get uh, free weekends for HBO or Cinemax with our basic cable we had growing up. Oh, yeah. you know, they always put on, like, what's new or hot or fucking sucks. What's what's hot? Yeah, what's going to bring in the money? Uh Apparently, they thought freaked. Yeah. Because it has that, you know, hot commodity Alex Winters in it. Yeah. He was all the rage back then in Tiger Beat. When I was eight years old. No, I don't think so. (laughs) When I was eight years old, it was funny. It had farts, dicks. Yep. Pustules, poppings. Jokes. Uh, Well, boob jokes. uh, You had some under boob at a point, but we'll get to that. Um, Cool. Uh, Yeah, I'd never seen this. Never knew it fucking existed. Had no idea what the hell this was. But now I have. And I'm one day closer to death. So anyway, uh, let me give a quick fucking rundown of this. Uh... Freaked is co-directed by star Alec Win- Alex Winter, who is uh, Bill S. Preston Esquire, uh, for those of you that have seen the Bill and Ted movies, uh, which I assume is probably fucking everybody listening to this. And uh, Tom Stern, who is a music video director and co-writer of the classic 1997 hit, uh, An American Werewolf in Paris. Which is not I love that movie. Do you? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, okay. It had the drummer from The Wonders. Okay. Uh, so Freaked is a movie that was made. <laughs> originally imagined as a low budget horror vehicle for the band butthole surfers texas's own butthole surfers uh freaked is instead and and i'm gonna try to be as generous as possible here uh, an irreverent dark-ish comedy that asks what would happen if mtv's liquid television fucked the most annoying lol bacon random edgelord you've ever avoided at a party 
And also Bill, Pre- Bill S. Preston Esquire is also there for some reason. Uh, the movie tells the story of former child actor Ricky Coogan, uh, played by Winter, and how he and his friend Ernie and love interest Julie are kidnapped by mad scientist slash Carney sideshow producer Elijah Skuggs and transformed into mutant carnival freaks. The story details their time in captivity to and eventual revolt against Skuggs, uh, along with a colorful cast of other victims turned freaks. Ernie is played by absolute fucking nobody and voices of one of many Red Dead Redemption 2's Murphy brood Michael Stoyanov. Julie is played by Megan Ward, showing the same sharp role acumen that landed her the co-starring role in Joe's Apartment. And Skuggs is played by Randy Quaid because of fucking course it was. The cast is rounded out by Grim Reaper uh, from Bill and Ted, William Sadler, playing an evil corporate CEO. Brooke Shields playing daytime talk show host Sky Daily. And the Freak Collective, and that is not an indie band name, uh, <laughs> comprised of Keanu Reeves, Mr. T, and Bobcat Goldthwait, among others, because a fucking course Bobcat Goldthwait is also in this. And that's Freaked. So, uh, yeah, let's, what, what's going on in the world in the time of Freaked, Joe? Well, the number one song on the charts is Mariah Carey's Dream Lover. Oh. It's the lead single from her third studio album, Music Box. Hell yeah. And then on the alternative charts, we have No Rain by Blonde Mel- Blind Melon, the B-Girl song. Wait, oh, No Rain? Yeah. All I can say is that my life is pretty plain. Well, you know whose life is not plain? Ricky Coogan's. <laughs> <laughs> Play the outro, Joe. <laughs> All right. Uh, cool. So, uh, I, I lo- so there's Dream Lover? Yeah, Dream Lover. And then Dream Lover. If, you turn on, if you turn on TGIF tonight, okay, we have the first broadcast of the Family Matters episode, It Didn't Happen One Night, in which Laura oversleeps on the morning of a huge cheerleading competition in Cincinnati and gets annoying neighbor Steve Urkel to drive her there. Now, when Laura causes the nerd's BMW to break down, the two are forced to share a hotel room. Wild times. Okay, first off, I didn't know Urkel drove a fucking Beamer. I thought he drove that car that only the back door It was a BMW. Oh, that was a BMW? Yeah, the one that opened from the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like an, it had the weird... Like suicide doors? No, 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 it was like no. the whole front opened up like a mouth. Yeah, it's a BMW Isetta. I'm going uh, to be fucking real. I never watch Family Matters. <laughs> I've watched like two episodes in my entire fucking How dare you? I bet it's good. How dare you? I, I, whatever. Okay. Well, so moving on. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> In his first World Boxing Council heavyweight title defense, Lennox Lewis beats fellow Londoner Frank Bruno by TKO. And after nine seasons and three championships with the Chicago Bulls, Michael Jordan announces his retirement from the NBA. Okay, so this, is, this loops back to Double Dragon, which had, was the opening of the United Center post-Jordan retirement. Pretty much anything that happened in the 90s, there's a Jordan fact with yeah. it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. 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 He's the North Star. Yeah. The last dance had happened. Right? Yes. Okay, anyway. All right, we're moving on. Uh, all right. <laughs> Sports. Uh, what, do you have the alternative charts? Yeah, Blind Melon. Oh, Blind Melon. You already said this. Yes. Oh, like, yeah, the B-Girl. Yeah, the yeah, B-Girl. That was fucking great. That's a great song about killing yourself. Uh, Heroin? He, he did Heroin? die soon after. He did die. Fuck, that died in 95. He played at numbers. Here. I only know this because I happened to look it up last night. His last show, yeah. he died. He played numbers here in Houston. Really? And it went so poorly by the time they arrived in New Orleans, he was dead. <laughs> so Apparently, there was a, a bunch direct of direct result. There, there was a, no. They, that was that's in the Wikipedia. It said that the show was so bad at numbers uh-huh. that he OD'd on the way to the next show in New Orleans, and when the bus stopped, they found him dead from an overdose. Holy shit! So numbers really fucked him up. So there's a lot of Houston connections to this <laughs> this movie. Yeah surprisingly that was not fucking one that i expected because i didn't know that 
Wow, Blind Melon's last show was at Numbers. Uh, maybe on another time we'll get into Numbers and like really dive into that. But uh, special we've played there. Too. I think we've all, oh, we've, yeah. we all played yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good stuff. Uh, okay. Um, so yeah, I guess without fucking further ado, let's get into this this movie. This experience. This is. This was an experience. Uh, I. This was the first movie I watched uh, of the ones that we. Uh, are doing for our initial uh, of our first year. Yeah, uh, I was very angry at first, uh, but then I kind of was like, okay, um, it is a Tommy production, which is very funny. Just Tommy. I assume he's just a guy. Like they just found a dude who was like, hey man, you want to be the producer on this? He's like, fuck yeah. And it's like, <laughs> they just use their friend's name. Thanks, Tommy. Yeah. So the opening is a weird claymation psilocybin fucking nightmare where I guess are these supposed to be the cast members? Because, like, names come up. Yeah, and see, it has Megan Ward, and there's a blonde blob of clay with creepy face. Yeah, sure. Yeah, they all just pop up, get, like, very... Like, this is... When I said liquid television, like, this is, like, liquid television as fuck. This, like, weird yeah. stop-motion claymation nightmare animation shit. Uh, so they are, their heads all pop up, and they all get scanners somehow. Like, their heads explode. Uh, there's a song playing that had the lyric that I read in the intro. Uh, I am the freak. I am your freak and you are mine. You know who the vocalist is? Who is that? Henry Rollins. No shit. Yeah. Oh, Hank. Oh, Hank. Oh, Hank Rollins. Just yelling about freaking. Yelling about being a freak. Well, you know, and we love to see additional music by Butthole Surfers and Blind Idiot God, who I don't remember. They're instrumental band. They're instrumental? The intro is them with Henry Rollins singing. Okay, so it's Blind Idiot God. Featuring, featuring old Hank FT period space old Hank yeah in quotes Henry <laughs> Rollins I think he was old Hank at this point I mean Black Flag was Black Flag still around no no not yeah. long gone was it the, what was it was the this other was one the Henry Rollins, Rollins band already Rollins band you and I have a lot of memories of Rollins band yes we do we'll get into that some other time all right uh, so the first line in this movie I want to I want to go ahead and get to that because it's it's a true treat uh, it, the flying gimp has been destroyed you may return to your homes. If that doesn't set the fucking tone for this movie, I don't know what does. Like, it, that is, there we go. Uh, so it lets you know what you're watching. You do know kind of what you're watching here. So you get like a, watching the intro, because I don't want to let this go quite yet. You see the, I mean, some names here. You see Mr. T. You see Brooke Shields, you know, Morgan, Morgan Fairchild. My mom went to high school with her. Another Houstonian. Yep. Wait, well, your mom's from Wisconsin, though, right? No, oh, your my mom's, mom's family. Mom's family's from Wisconsin. Ah, okay, so your mom's re- so another Houstonian. Yep. So many fucking Houston connections, and it's very weird. Uh, yeah. So we get this little intro. We cut to the flying gimp has been destroyed. You may return to your homes. Uh, and we get we open on the uh the daytime talk show uh set of uh Brooke Shields. Uh, I already lost her fucking character's name. Sky so. Daily. Sky Daily. The Daily Show with Sky Daily. It was supposed Daily. to be, in the original script, it's Regis and Kathy Lee. Oh, that was, that was actually who it was supposed to be? Yeah. All right. So she is interviewing former child star Ricky Coogan. The crowd, she, she, the setup for this is very good because it's like, we remember you from your previous hits. Uh, Baker's I, Dozen. Baker's Dozen. I don't remember the other one. Oh, Ghost Dude. Ghost, Ghost Dude. Yes. Boo. Boo, dude. Yeah, that's it. The crowd is like, they cut, this is very adult swimish. Like, this is a little ahead of its time because you cut to like the obvious audience, like, very obviously being told to clap. Oh, yeah. These are just extras. 
Uh, but then they're like, and now you've turned into someone who's like name strikes fear into the hearts of children, Ricky Coogan. And they all just fucking like boo and hiss. So we only see the silhouette of Ricky, uh, sitting on the couch. Like he's in witness fucking protection. Um, talking about, you know, uh, basically like what happened. he's like, well, I'm going to tell my story. So we cut to a flashback of, uh, of Ricky sitting in a corporate board office of the E is it, E-E-S. E-E-S. Everything. Everything except shoes. That's it. Corporation. Uh, and you have here a uh, notable character actor and Grim Reaper uh, from, uh, from Bill and Ted. Uh, what's his name, Joe? Sorry. William Sadler. You're going to have to keep me on this Don't one. Don't worry, I got so, it. Yeah, you got it. This, yeah. Um, so they are proposing that Ricky become a spokesperson uh, for a certain chemical agent. Yeah, Zygrot 24. Zygrot 24. Um, that, you know, because again, we're talking about corporations. We're talking about pollution. We're talking about chemicals fucking you up. Yep. This is very it's the 90s. 90s. It's the 90s. It's the 90s. So then we get our first actual look at the character of, of Ricky Coogan. And what a piece of shit. And this guy. Okay. First off, what is the Juan Salvador thing? Is that his name? Like it's a Juan. Oh, he calls him Juan Valdez. Him Juan Valdez. Valdez. He's like, my name is George. And so, he's like, all right, Juan. So Juan's thing was Juan is a farmer, right? Uh, who's been around the Zygrot twenty four for uh, years and using it. And he's like, "Look, I've been using it for years. Look how say as he oh, then yeah. transforms into three different people. We'll get to that. <laughs> but so when I first heard Juan Valdez, that's the coffee guy. Yeah, it's a. But I didn't remember that. I thought it was a. Exxon Valdez. That's what I was thinking. Reference. Too. It's not Juan Valdez. Is is it Costa Rican coffee? Colombian, maybe. Colombian, may, Colombian uh, whatever. Yeah. I don't remember exactly. But Sorry, that's, that's the coffee. It's, guy, it's, yeah. it's the coffee guy. So, so he's like no coffee moment in this movie. Hmm? So that's another important coffee moment. There, yes, movie. that's true. Uh, so <laughs> they're interviewing. So we we first meet Juan uh, slash George. Then we do see our first shot of Ricky Coogan. The just quintessential fuckboy piece of shit. Uh, did every child actor in this time look as fucking mobbed up as this dude does? Dude, he looks so greasy. It's amazing. He is like, he looks like incredible. A henchman in Yakuza. Yeah. For anybody who's never seen this that loves Bill and Ted, which I assume most of us do, he yeah, is yeah. the epitome of the opposite of what you would expect Bill S. Preston Esquire yeah. to be. He's a complete. He's, He's the evil twin of that character. Jet black hair. Okay. Like when I say piece of shit, I just, does anyone like I'm making a very specific, I think you should leave by Tim with Tim Robinson. I'm a piece of shit, slick back hair, sloppy steaks kind of guy. Like it's that the suit, the fucking low collar with the gray suit, the jet black dyed slick hair, the fucking cigarette. Absolute for Just anyone the face who lived conflict, we're going to get into his face and the way he talks in a bit. <laughs> but for anyone who lived through the '90s, he looks like if you could put into one person the whole swing revival movement. <laughs> <laughs> he is the cherry popping daddy. He That's is. who that guy is. So he's flanked by Asian Brett the Hitman Hart, uh, <laughs> Gordon Gecko to the left, and younger, uglier Pin Gillette to the, his right or to his left, I guess, right there. Oh yeah, uh, that's who it kind of looks like. Plus, the lead singer of Rusted Root is there in the background for some reason. Um, so then they're talking, uh, Juan is defending working with Zygrat 24 and then, yeah, all of a sudden just starts fucking shrinking. Yeah, every time they cut to him, he's just smaller he's and smaller notably and a different actor. Yeah. Uh, he's just becomes yeah, in, in smaller. In the credits, there are four 
four actors that play that role that are credited with, yeah. with, with Juan Valdez or Valdez. So basically, you know, he's like, I don't know about this. His whole, you know, Ricky's whole entourage is telling him it's Ricky, right? Yeah. Ricky Coogan. Ricky Coogan. Yeah. Sorry. Again, uh, this, <laughs> it's kind of hard to maintain the facts of this movie. Luckily I've seen it a lot. There we go. So yeah. Th- so then he, so they're like, Hey man, we need to be, you need to be the spokesperson. His, his entourage is being like, no, don't do it. They offer him 2 million, but then 5 million. They give him the thumbs down and he goes, fuck yeah, I'm taking it. Because he's a piece of shit. Yeah. And he's a sellout fucking dweeb and he sucks. We cut to Pan Am Airlines, which at this point was bankrupt by like two years. So they are never actually clear about how far in the past this is supposed to be. But Pan Am doesn't exist, I don't think, in any form by 1993. Just in our hearts. Because there was like the big crash. And that's like one of the fucking most formative early memories I ever have is like the 1991 crash of like, I don't remember what fucking flight number it was, but like that was the end of Pan Am. Was there this big crash? I don't remember anything about it. I just remember I was on vacation with my family in Destin, Florida, and the news was like, Pan Am crash. And they're like, they're fucked. Everyone knew (laughs) Pan Am was over. Shut it down. We see, I guess this is first class. I assume Ricky Coogan is flying first class. To Santa Flan. To Santa Flan. Uh, Named after the patron saint of desserts. Of creamy desserts. Creamy desserts. Thank you. That's an important detail. Uh, So we immediately fucking start with his dipshit nobody friend, Ernie, uh, doing dipshit nobody things with a fucking rubber hand hanging out of his cock or out of his uh, zipper. He immediately commits sexual assault on the plane uh, by asking people to touch it. The stewardess, he's like slapping Ricky and like around the face about with it. Maybe he doesn't do that. I don't remember, but it seems like he does. Um, the flight attendant, Morgan probably Fairchild. like that, that is in a wonderful cameo. I hope she got paid very well. Um, you know, showing the true hardness of like a flight attendant from this time who has probably been sexually assaulted countless times just chooses to ignore this. <laughs> And instead is like, uh, can I get you anything uh, out of your carry on or something like that? I don't remember what she asked, but like, yeah, she opens the overhead compartment and lets out a scream. And inside is this absolute dweeb freak. That is uh super fan. Stewie 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 Gluck. This kid, who is this kid? Unfortunate. Well, the ears are obviously prosthetic. Yes. The, the ears are fake. And the buck teeth, I assume. Although, maybe those not. don't look, actually look, look that different from my buck teeth before I got braces. So, but is this kid, has he been in something? Not has that he, I know of. Because, man, what a perfect fucking dweeb kid. Like, I was like, he should be in, I don't know, The Sandlot? What's another movie about kids? Yeah, you, he looks kids? like... Kids? <laughs> <laughs> no, that, no, no. So he looks like he would be, like, if you did a... The Christmas movie uh, with Ralphie. Oh, Christmas, Christmas story. Christmas story. Yeah, he would be like of that era. Yeah, like the yeah, perfect yeah. Yeah, he's got kid. like the beaver cleaver dork ass yeah. striped shirt. So anyway, Stewie is a fucking like super fan of Ricky Coogan. You know, obviously a kid who loves his earlier work as the as a family sitcom kid. And he follows him around and he's like, can you sign this? He's like the annoying wrestling fan who molests wrestlers at oh, airports airport. and shit. Yeah, he's that kid. Uh, they hate him. Uh, he is insulted by Ricky. Basically, they <laughs> forcefully remove Stewie from the plane by opening the fucking door on the plane in the air. He is sucked out um, along with, I think, a person in a wheelchair. Yep. Yeah. So 90s. This. OK, this is where we're getting into like 
where this movie's humor is. Like the kid getting sucked out. I was, that's very funny to me. Like just very absurd. You just open the fucking side of the air, you know, airplane in the middle of the air. He gets sucked out. You know, he's going to live because of course he is. Then they're like, Oh, here's a handicapped person. And we're also going to kill them for no fucking reason. Like then you're in the edge Lord shit that this movie is kind of always towing that. Yeah, They line. always take it just that little bit too much. Yeah. Where it's like, Oh, it's that little bit. So I don't know if you notice when they open the door, the effect for the outside mm-hmm. is a white sheet. That's all it is. It's just a white you sheet. You can see the creases, the shadow in the sheet as it's moving. But that is true. It is just a white sheet. You blanket. absolutely do. <laughs> it's just a white sheet. Before they throw, before they commit child murder, um, he also tries to chase uh, Ricky into a bathroom where uh, an elderly Asian woman, or not elderly, but late middle aged Asian woman, is taking a piss, uh, dropped, trowel dropped, and they yep. just get in there and they're sh- slamming this kid's head in the fucking door. <laughs> And he's like, ow, that hurt. Like he, Stewie is a fucking treat throughout this whole thing. He really is. Cause this kid's really trying like to do exactly the type of annoying little piss so ant. Stewie just looked it up. Uh, was one of the lost boys in hooked. Okay, that makes hooked. He was also the kid in Rod Stewart's music video for forever young. Oh, really? He was also a side character, a friend in the movie blank check. He was butch. Oh, he was butch. That was a uh, Macaulay. No, no, that Blank was, Check was Richie Rich was Macaulay Culkin. Yes. Blank Check was nobody kid. Nobody kid. That's the nobody Mr. kid. Mr. McIntosh. Mr. McIntosh. There you go. That's exactly. so uh, then they, they in, a, in a nice uh, classic Twilight Zone reference. The, the gremlin is on the side of the plane. Uh, it, it, little little Stewie has grabbed onto the side. and He's still trying to get in touch. He's still trying to make Ricky pay attention to him. Senpai needs to notice him, uh, but he is. <laughs> He falls from the plane, lands in a in a field, a farm field, hits the ground, misses the. You think there's a hay bale there? You're like, oh, he's gonna hit the hay bale. Nope, eats shit. Eat they drop shit. the dummy, just fucking owned. He gets up. He's like, oh, I'm okay. And then immediately his little fucking autograph book drops on his head, and that's the first actual pop this movie got out of me because that was very funny. And I'm a sucker for slapstick sometimes. That scene was good. Everything once he got sucked out was pretty okay. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. Uh, so they land in Santa, Santa, Santa Flan, uh, and there is a protest going on. A running joke of the guy with the I like Ike sign. A nice, relevant, timely joke about Ike Eisenhower. <laughs> it's, it's that kind of shit where it's like when we watched Animaniacs. Yeah. And it's like, how the fuck? Like, they're just popping the adults. Like, yeah. th- whatever unfortunate parent had to, like, take their shitty teen kid to go see this, they're like, <laughs> I like Ike. I remember those buttons. That's all that shit is. Uh, now back to the signs. Uh, we have a couple here. Ghost dude sucks. Yep. You're, Rude. you know, Zygrod equals death. Get out. My favorite one is a young child holding up the sign that says Ricky Coogan sucks shit. Yep. Accurate. Yeah. Accurate. And so we see. Look, go back to that oh, face. God. God. <laughs> Wait, which face? Which face? Any well, face. He's making a tiny little oh, yeah. okay. with this face. Let's, let's talk a little bit about the character of Ricky Coogan here. Um. Ugh. Because he's like a less entertaining Raul Duke from like Fear and Loathing, like Johnny, like Hunter S. Thompson. He like kind of does this like, especially when he will get to it when he's got when the, the transformation. Part, yeah. He's like kind of talking through his like he kind of has that fucking energy, and it's not good. It's not good at all. It doesn't work. He it like, does if if you well, it want work to be make an him asshole. Yeah, he Alex Winter. It must be like the best actor of all time because he makes me hate this motherfucker. He fucking sucks. God, he stinks. I hate him. Uh, he deserves everything that happens to him. Well he done, Mr. Winter. A happy ending. Uh, so 
they see this little protest about, uh, you know, Zygrad and, and Coogan fucking sucking. And they see uh, Megan Ward playing Julie, the, uh, the protest or the activist. We must assume she is a feminazi. You know, she's got that hat on. That's, yeah, she has a beret. She's got the Che Guevara beret gimmick going on. She's revolutionary. And I'm sure they would call her a man-hater at some point. Oh, yeah. Oh, they, they absolutely do. Okay. Well, yeah. she does beat the shit out of Michael Stoyanov. She who deserves it. Deserves it. Oh, yeah. yeah. First off, she, I mean, they basically, they, she seems like she has a core. She does not. Of course, that's the classic uh, cynical ending where it's like at the end, she's like, all I want to do is just kiss the guy that I love. And they make a thing about feminism. She's like, shut up. Or something. I don't know. Like it's just so we'll get to it. Anyway. Uh, anyway, Megan Ward. Uh, she's basically only been in movies like this. She was also in PCU. Yeah, she was nice, um, nice. very like MTV movies. Yeah, just very much. And she hasn't done a fucking thing like since <laughs> this era. I think Joe's apartment was the end of it. Just notorious fucking bomb. That's the one with the cockroaches. Okay, yeah. Based on the MTV shorts. I was Joe's just trying apartment. to think of his name. The, oh, dude from, you, the dude from Stand By Me. What was his name? And sliders. Uh, I don't fucking know. <laughs> He's got O'Connell. The, yeah, yeah. Jerry O'Connell. Was it Jerry O'Connell? Yeah. yeah. He was the one in Joseph Hart. Yeah. How did he survive? He got to be Robin. He's got a that, Disney with daytime no, talk show. That's Chris O'Donnell, <laughs> not Jerry O'Connell. Right? They should have named Correct, better. Yes. Who fucking cares? Whatever. Anyway, this shit sucks. All those, all, every movie <laughs> we just mentioned fucking stinks. So, uh, Ricky gets immediately horned up at the sight of, uh, of Megan or of, of Julie, sorry, of Megan Ward's character. And he pretends that he's a guy in a full body cast. Yeah, I guess a to, bloody mummy. Cause I guess he just brought that with him. He's the Yeti actually. Let's get it right. Uh, the Yeti. The wrestler, the Yeti. Now he's a, he's a bloody mummy, I guess to play on her sympathy. Cause she seems like someone who cares about, cause she's a bleeding heart. She's a, she's a fucking tree hugging liberal fucking weirdo. Uh, and she tries to help him. She immediately hates Ernie, which fair. Yeah. Uh, and he kind of uses this to like get in a car with her and start seducing I mean, her. If you see a guy with a cut off flannel and a red hot, a red mm-hmm. hot chili pepper shirt. Yeah. That's and his dumb fucking hat. Oh yeah. You know, I like how she abandons the group to go to this yeah, protest. She's over. with, with the known Dick Ernie with and known the Dick mysterious Ernie. mummy. But she, you know, he's got a good friend, so, you know, he, she can fix him. Right. Like that's, yeah. that's what we're doing here. Like maybe even physically. Cause he looks fucked up. He is broke. But, uh, through Ernie, just, you know, being Ernie, eventually it is revealed that this is Ricky Coogan who just takes the fucking mummy hat off and just makes his grimacey <laughs> fucking <laughs> awful piece of shit face. This guy sucks. I'm going to say <laughs> that go a thousand back, go more back. times. That is the best when they're driving up the green screen of the far away shot. Oh yeah. As oh, they're yeah. Driving into the, up the mountain. Yeah. They got these like fucking palm trees and it's, it's like, it's, it looks like land of the lost land of yes. the lost or like Wonderful. Indiana Jones and kingdom of the crystal skull. Like that forest was fucking terrible Ew. and CG. Yeah, I know. Uh, anyway, so they, they're just driving. She, uh, Julie is talking about the, the bad side effects of Zygrat. Cause she heard that, you know, he's going to be the spokesperson for it now or Zygrat, whatever the fuck it is. And they start seeing ads for Elijah Skuggs' famous Freakland. And so she's like, even if it turns people into like a human worm, she's like, yeah, like a human worm, but I don't see what that has to do anything. It's like dog boy. And it's like, they just have this whole fucking lead in. I got to say during this whole time, there's like a thousand fucking puns and like, yep. really, I did not bother writing fucking any of them down. It's a little exhausting. Uh, nothing has popped me so far, <laughs> except for, except for uh, Stewie. dipshit kid getting hit on the head with a book. I had a comedy. So he's smoking a cigarette. He's got his Ray-Bans on. 
absolute piece of shit. He needs to ash that <laughs> fucking cigarette. It's like half a cigarette is a fucking ash. So they decide to take a, a detour. Julie, for some reason, wants to see a freak show, which is not very liberal of her because yeah, very freak shows are inherently brand. exploitive. You know, just d- look, Julie, do better. Okay. Do a growth. Very performative. Yeah. Performative. Yeah. Performative. woke champagne liberal. That's what this shit is. Okay. <laughs> All right. So they get to Freakland. That's F-R-E-E-K. Because this is the 90s. I'm surprised they're not freaks with a Z at the end of it. That um, was the original title part of it. Are you fucking It was like this? hideous mutant freaks with a Z. Yeah, if you watch the making of, they call it. I will absolutely of. never watch the making <laughs> they of. Call, they, they keep referring it to Hideous Mutant Freaks, and I was like, what the fuck are they talking about? Mm. So that was the working title. Yeah. Yes. When it was supposed to be the darker, more bloody movie. Yeah, Project Freaks with a Z. There are mo- we'll get to the moments of shocking violence in this that kind of come out of nowhere. Uh, we'll it doesn't get to take that. very long to get there. So they get out. They're kind of walking around. This place fucking stinks. Although it, I will be fair. It does have that vibe of like a really shitty like side of the road backwoods ass attraction. Oh yeah. Uh, so well done that. It kind of looks like a what was that really shitty movie um, with Dan Aykroyd, the one that like ruined everyone. Nothing but trouble. Yeah, I got like nothing but trouble vibes from some of this. I love nothing but trouble. That was going to be one of my next picks. Very sorry <laughs> to hear that from both of you. Hey, it uh, had digital underground in it. That is true. It did. So we get fucking Randy Quaid because of course we do. Because of course it's we just, do. This is Cousin Eddie with long hair and a goatee. This is Vince McMahon never making it out of the North Carolina trailer park. Uh, this is what he would have become. Uh, so he's like, hey, check it out. Oh, I'm a nice guy. I'm just a fucking deer, you know? And uh, that's basically it. At some point, Megan start, or uh, I'm going to keep calling her Megan because that's her actual name. But uh, Julie. Julie starts talking. I don't remember what she's talking about, but there's this scene where this butterfly lands on her finger and I popped huge because you can absolutely see the fucking string hanging from the butterfly and it's like wobbling around on her finger. Uh, You know, Randy Quaid gets mysteriously horny about the whole thing. You see the frog guy and she eats the butterfly, I guess, because she's like shocked and wants to put her hand up. She gasps or something. And she inhales the butterfly and it falls apart immediately. Like the wings fall off. It sucks. It's bad. <laughs> it doesn't make sense, but it's like, ha ha girl eat butterfly. Cause it was supposed to be a nature. Like, th- I don't know. Uh, an attempt was attempted. She's, I kind of like her throughout the movie, but it's, she has no acting skill. No, but she's the most likable one. She's likable. Yeah. She's very likable. So he basically long story short, cause God help me if I'm going to try to fucking actually summarize this plot. He traps him. It's a, it's a fucking, he, he bamboozled them. He's like, you want a private, our freak show doesn't start till tomorrow, but I'll give you a private, private one tonight. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you will become the freak show. Yeah, and it's called, he invites them in. And then all of a sudden cut next yeah, scene. They're, they're all tied, tied down, down to tables. On, on Frankenstein tables. Yes. Uh, sorry. Frankenstein's monster. Um, but then he opens the tasty freak machine, which that was my nickname in college. Uh, <laughs> oh, and he, also Soul Ramada Intels, which is very, that was a light pop for me. I'm not supposed to have these either. He's not supposed to have Zagrod, whatever. So his whole deal is he's going to turn these three young people, much like Double Dragon, they're ostensibly, I guess, they're early youngish? 20s. I would assume early 20s, right? Yeah. You know? Sure. Sure. I mean, he's, Ricky is definitely a cokehead. I mean, we can do, but that doesn't mean anything in Holly weird. Am I right? hit the outro joe okay um so he takes this machine that uses zygrot and i guess some other ingredients 
and it becomes basically mutagen ooze. Yeah. And he pours it on uh, both of our, our, our uh, reluctant heroes and heroine. Now, so, I will say, this effect, I enjoyed. Yes, I wrote this When it down, goes into the stupid claymation. The claymation is bananas wild. This, this was very fun. Um, they, now, there is a joke here. I have to point out the problematic joke. Deformed level Michael Jackson. Yes, I wrote that as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> had to make a note of that. Big pop culture pop at the time being like, hey, that Michael Jackson's had a lot of fucking plastic surgery, right? Right. Tragic. Um, now they do go in one of the transformations. I don't know if it's a problem, but there is Gumby jerking off. Yeah, I actually, uh, the mutation scene was unexpected. As I put Gumby jerking off question mark. (laughs) So yeah, so, so Skuggs, uh, puts the goop, the mutagen ooze on the side of both, uh, of both, um, Ernie and Julie, Ernie and Julie. Thank you. I was calling him a light, but Elijah Skuggs is his name. Ernie and Julie. And it fuse the the end result we'll get to is it fuses them into a Siamese twin. Um, but yeah, it hits this out of nowhere claymation mutation, which actually kind of fucking rules. Like a T-Rex pops out of it, um, a Cyclops. Like this is very then all of a sudden it's Gumby absolutely yeah, just cranking hog at Pokey. At Pokey's face. Pokey <laughs> is none too pleased. Um Gumby flips off the camera, eyes bug out. This is like that keep on trucking fucking lah, like the guy with the tongue out of his mouth. Ew. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. What I love about that is while Gumby's jerking it, Randy Quaid tells Gumby to stop jerking off. Does like he? it has happened before. He's like, Gumby, stop that, it. Does he? Yes. I did not catch that. <laughs> okay. He has an interaction with Scruggs. Scruggs is like, Sex hey, I thought if you're going to show up again, we weren't going to be jerking it yeah. in Pokey's face. Stop yeah. that. If you're going to go claymation, you know, be the wholesome Gumby that we all remember. Yeah. So smoke, uh, very obviously superimposed smoke goes, and now they are uh, conjoined twins, and they start immediately doing fucking Three Stooges oh, yeah. vaudeville slapstick shit. Um, that's the level of humor that like a third of this movie is. Yeah. It's fucking weird. Like, it doesn't. I get that that's the point, but it's kind of like this shit is just whiplash from one mood to the other, where it's like kind of dark and weird. Then it's like, yeah, then very stupid, very fucking stupid and try hard the whole time and always trying to always. Uh, So then, of course, Ricky, uh, you know, he undergoes the same thing. He gets the goop poured on him. But I guess in a more general sense, um, he wakes up and I think we have a shout out to the Aeon Flux opening animation. Where his the eye slowly eye rolling and it rolls from the bottom. I was like, if a fly lands in his fucking eye, oh, I would have. I'm losing my great. mind. I would have loved yeah. that. It does not. So if it is a fucking reference, it is a uh, half-ass reference. Uh, so he wakes up and he's now a troll boy. Uh, looks hideous. He's got pustules all over him. He looks like a fucking piece of shit. Even worse than he was. Now he's a mutant piece of shit. And that's not saying anything about any mutants. It's just this particular mutant. Yeah, this one is just shit. particularly shit. But I will give it to him. That prosthetic looks horribly uncomfortable. Let's. He did the best that he could with that. He yeah. obviously cannot close his mouth. Yeah, it's obviously all ADR. Yeah. It, yeah, he's ADR'd everything. Yeah. Um, and this is a movie, like, a, a good time to kind of do it. Man, practical effects are fucking awesome. Yeah. If yeah, nothing they, else is They movie, hit it out of the park yeah. with, with the, the, the actual man-made practical effects. I think the only CG in this is, is Frog Guy's tongue. Like, that, that clearly looks to me like to be, like, an, like CG animated. Yeah. Um, there's probably something else, but like, that's the one that I remember, but the rest, like all the costumes fucking great. Um, a lot of fun. I can't say I 
Well, let's not go too far yeah. and say okay, okay, all the yeah. practical stuff. We got to get to it. Yeah. I just remembered the barfing scene. Oh, yes. yeah. Okay. Uh... So, Randy Quaid, uh, Scuggs has a conversation with the laughing man. And he looks so rough out of nowhere. Yeah, he all of a sudden is like sunburned. Like he, he had <laughs> one too many Margaritaville margaritas and, oh, you know, on the beach. We see, uh, yeah, the pustule pops as soon as uh, Ricky sees himself for the first time. Hey, it's gross, right? What a freak. And he puts him in. Now, this is the TARDIS outhouse. It is, it is a, a, yeah, TARDIS outhouse. Very fun. That was that kind of a funny was good. pop. That was like a, that. This was a funny gag. They ruined it immediately. With Bob Vila. With Bob Vila, yes. Yep. But the first part, he's like, wow, you really did a lot with his face. Yeah, pop. It was so good at that point, and then they just killed it. They do this Bob Vila shit, which I do remember Bob Vila. Yeah. Uh, very much a part of the time. He walks out, then a good line, I really need to put a shitter in really there. I really need to put a shitter in there. Good pop, too. Then Bob Vila comes out, makes another they, joke. And then they murder Bob Vila. And then Bob Vila is murdered with blunt force trauma to the head with a hammer. Because it's time. funny. I mean, yeah, fair. History's greatest monster, Bob Vila. I mean, you watched Home Improvement, right? Yeah. Fuck Bob Vila. Yeah, fuck Bob Vila. That was, yeah. yeah. Tim Allen, or his character was uh, very anti-Bob Vila, yeah, trying to steal his goddamn thunder. Yeah, yeah. He's a fucking swagger jacker, you know. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so he goes in there. He sees the Julie Ern- Ernie. Journey? Ernie? Yeah, Ernie. Okay, yeah, Journey. Journey. Don't stop believing in these two. That's what I said. <laughs> you reach for the ending. Don't reach it. I okay, cool. It. Uh, so they're still doing that. Now they oh, see Ricky, go. and they hit the fucking Team America World Police. Yeah, the barf hose. Yeah, they, first it's Ernie with the barf hose. They see him. He's like, and he just keeps going. Stream of vomit. Then eventually she tries to be the bleeding heart, but no, deep down, she's just as bad as everyone else. That's the theory or that's the moral of the story. Uh, Julie also starts barfing. So we get a nice big barf gag. Um, the drool is coming off of, uh, of Ricky's mouth. I assume that's probably some of it's real. That's, that's mostly real. Probably his mouth real. is hanging open and he's absolutely just he drooling. He can't shut his mouth with that thing yeah. on. Yeah. It, I feel for this dude, like in that kind of thing. And then we first, we start to meet the other freaks, the people you, you now learn that Skuggs has been doing this for a while. And we start to meet the first of our cavalcade of freaks. And the first is a lovely voice act cameo as he actually playing the physical. Form? No, just the voice. Just the voice is of, uh, of Theodore Ted. We got Keanu Reeves got Keanu? as Ortiz, the dog boy, Ortiz, the dog boy who at very immediately, you get the little tiny puppet hand coming to scratch his ear. Minor pop, <laughs> minor pop. Uh, not very good though, but he's like a, like kind of a revolutionary type. He's obviously trying to go like, we got to get out of here. You know, he's yeah. the leader of the other freaks. Um, and yeah, so we, we, then I believe begin to meet the other ones. So we have Ortiz. The yeah, dog this is where we start to do the Hollywood squares. That's right. For some reason they play Hollywood squares. Yeah. A joke, which would not land anywhere now. Yeah. Well, when was the most recent revival? I have no idea. Mid two thousands. Did they really? Yeah. There was a revival, but they make a joke about the center square, which is very back in the 70s. Oh, yeah. I, yeah the I, actor they name. Oh, okay. Oh, the, so the middle person is like an actual actor. Yeah, that's why it's a skeleton. Oh. That's why, yeah. Oh, the skeleton. So we get the worm guy, uh, bookworm, you know. Uh, we get uh, Sockhead. I did like Sockhead. That is Bobcat Goldthwait's character, uh, which was very unfortunate. Uh, the nose person. Oh, nosey fucking sucks. The, the cow man. Cowboy. Cowboy. Cow. He's a man and a cow. And the eternal flame. The eternal flame, which, which is, is a guy farting because 90s people joke. do be loving their farts, though. Um, and then um, the skeleton. And then Mr. T is the bearded lady. 
Do we want to talk about this? When he gets into his backstory, he seems so happy. It's a weird, like, how problematic is it? Because, like, yeah, in the in the background, spoiler alert, eventually all of the freaks tell their backstory. Yeah. Uh, and so does a, an, uh, was it an axe that was a wrench? No, it was a hammer. It was a hammer, yeah, that was a wrench. That actually, that, that was good. Me. Yeah. But they're all giving their backstory, and Mr. T's is like, he's just Mr. T, basically. Just a rough and, you know, big, buff dude. He gets out of his, like, 18-wheeler. He's out of his 18-wheeler. Randy Quaid comes up and goes, like, wouldn't you be happier without a dick? Ain't that what he says? And that's the whole backstory. That's it. And then he's like, yeah, actually. And then he is. Yeah. She is. So, like, it's a trans thing, but it's weird that it's like no one really ever actually explicitly makes fun of it in the movie, but the bearded lady is classified as a freak, so there's that inherently. Yeah, it's definitely problematic just because it's associated with this movie, no matter what. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, like, and then when they do the show later, again, spoiler alert, like, Mr. T's character is like, they're like just given fashion tips. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, good to know. Like, there's no mockery of it. But then at the end, he goes back to being a dude, back to being a dude. And it's like formerly the bearded lady. But I'm like, are you happier now? I don't know. Fucking no, it's weird. A really dark ending for his character. It is. Because if he like, was happier as Mr. T, the bearded lady, I get, then he becomes he loses his beard. Right. His penis grows back. Well, no, I would he still has the beard. No, it, well, it's a short beard now. He doesn't, right, have, yeah, the long doesn't have the long one. Yeah. So maybe he traded his penis for beard length. I don't know. It's you know what? I don't know. Neither did this fucking movie because no. I don't think they thought about it. That Not day. at all. But I was kind of like, huh, you know, it's kind of one of those things. Anyway, let's move the fuck on <laughs> from that. So, okay, we meet the other freaks. Uh, Ricky is not happy, just miserable. Uh, you know, his before this stone cold, great looks, uh, you know, that was the thing. I, so let me, uh, let me pause real quick because I have here a note. I have people love farts. Yes. Oh wait, this is later. This is okay. So we're getting the uh, we're getting the background. There is definitely a gay joke at some point. So I yes. put gay joke one. They, when I don't know about one, I know they do one when they do the actual freak show and people show up. Because Randy Quaid makes a comment. Oh, if there's anybody sensitive, yeah, in that here. is oh, it is that one. That yeah. is that one. Okay, so it's it's just it's right after this. This happens right joke. after this. Uh, so we're getting the backgrounds. Here we go. It all it all kind of happens. Um, let's see here. The wrench flashback was very funny. That was so good. They just kind of cut to this like wrench laying on the ground. Or it's a oh, hammer. You're right. It was a hammer. And then you see it was once a wrench, but then he freaked it and it became a hammer. Uh, big, big, big pop there. Um, yeah. So there we go. So basically, you know, they're, they're, uh, Ricky is starting to feel some connection to his fellow freaks. Uh, Dog boy is sleeping in the same bed as Journey. Uh, cause sure. Cause dogs get it. They like to sleep on the bed and they sniff you and all this kind of stuff. Uh, Ricky has a vision of Stewie, uh, floating around. Apparently they have a telepathic connection. This is explained by soulmates. They're soulmates. Yeah. When uh, you get freaked, you get special mental powers, right? They all have different powers. They have ESP ESP. And I believe, is it the fart guy has ESP in? Oh, geez. Or is it Sock Guy? Sockhead has I think, ESPN. I think Sockhead. Bobcat has Sockhead has ESPN. So me and my brother, we would always say what the cow says here, the, if you let them into your heart. <laughs> Just your randomly. Heart. Your heart. heart. It's later. Your yeah. heart. Uh, I like Cowboy a lot. Yeah, I like Cowboy. I like Cowboy. Uh, so, yeah, basically the parasocial relationship that uh, Stewie has with Ricky has become real. 
Yes. Uh, and now Ricky, who wants nothing more than to avoid Stewie, is now cannot avoid him, at least forever. So now little Stewie is, uh, he gets this link. He sees that Ricky has become a freak. And he's like, I got to save my problematic fave, Ricky Coggins. So Coogan. Coogan's, whatever. <laughs> Fuck it. Who cares? Ricky Cougar. So Ricky Cougar Mellencamp. In another funny scene, as Stewie is the only good thing about this movie, he goes to every major, uh, every major fucking newspaper and tries to tell him the story. And he gets tossed out repeatedly of glass doors. And then the final payoff is he goes to Weekly World News of Batboy fame. They buy the fucking story because, of course, they do. And he's like, great stuff, kid. We'll run it immediately. He's like, I'll see myself out. And then, of course, he jumps through the glass window because he's used to it. Okay, that got me. It was a good. It was okay. Uh, so he goes to see it. That it's on the, so it's on the paper. Um, Ricky Coogan is a mutant in South America. Uh, it took a while to run it because they also had to get to the, uh, the Satan baby, I think. Uh, Ricky is, Im- or not, excuse me, not Ricky. Uh, Stewie is immediately kidnapped by corporate goons. They hold up this like weird fucking drill. Power gun. drill. They're going to fuck this kid up. So I'm like, that this is some like, that is some Guantanamo Bay, yeah. like black site torture shit. It's right like there. a, I think it's a, it looks like a hole saw with nails sticking out through the or like razor blades. Yeah. It's bananas. Wild. It's, it's fucked up. They're going to, it's going to do bad. They're going to torture this kid. He, he fucking screams as, as you would, we go back to Freakland. And it is our opening night of, uh, of Ricky Coogan. Uh, we do see the I Like Ike sign guy. And there is, shout out to no effects, the heavy petting zoo. So they do, yes. Yeah, so we, we, we see the, the petting zoo, which is the two-butted dog mm-hmm. with a butt for both, both sides. And then we scroll, uh, scroll to the left of the heavy petting zoo where a man is... Just ta- making out with a goat. Kissing town, a goat. Going yeah. to town with a goat. Um, this was before... The No Effects album with right. the same name. Yeah. No Effects came out in '96. Did do we know if Fat I Mike tried got to look the title it up. from this? I tried to look it up. I couldn't find anything about it. Okay, he seems would, like the type that would watch this. Fat Mike would love this movie. Yeah, and everything that that implies. I would assume so. We move on. Uh, so we get the heavy petting joke. It's a guy. Hey, it's bestiality. That's funny, and the, the the goat is very funny. We have I like Ike sign guy. Like I said, uh, and Ricky is going to go on stage as the Beast Boy. Uh, so the first thing we get, uh, the first act is, um, the pinhead, which is a classic freak. Yeah. Uh, you know, a classic sideshow attraction is, is the pinhead, um, which is, you know, the person with the shaved head with a little knot of hair on the top of it. That's kind of how they're always stereotypically, uh, shown. Uh, the pinhead looks very, uh, you know, kind of fashionable, comes out with sunglasses and a nice necklace and then immediately, Problematically rips it off, is cross-eyed, and starts bonking himself on the head with a fucking. This was the dumbest thing in the movie so far. This sucked. This was bad. Uh, So then, next off is uh, Journey. Is is Julie and Ernie? Uh, They're doing like a little soft shoe kind of deal, and they immediately yuck it up with more fucking Three Stooges humor. Yep. I fucking hate this. (laughs) I want to die. They're bonking each other. I think there's like a feminist. This is the feminist joke. This is the feminist joke. Yeah. Hey, how many feminists does it take to screw in a light bulb? But one, and then one to what is it? To ride my Rodney. His Rodney, which is his name for his cock. Uh, Not we found out before before they got turned into freaks. Yeah, that's right. He does ask. He's like, "Well, if you're going to change something, why not give me like an 18 inch Rodney?" And he goes, "I'm a mad scientist, not a miracle worker." (laughs) But I'm pish. That's that's what we're dealing with here, folks. Yep. Okay, so uh, they bonk themselves. Ernie passes out. They fall down. Everyone loves this. Then it's the bearded lady. It's Mr. T. Mr. T is just giving fashion advice, and everyone in the audience is fucking loving it. Yeah, they're participating. Yeah. Beards. 
So again, not problematic in that sense that it's like, oh, cool. Yeah, okay. Yeah, his uh, character's never made to be the butt of the joke. Right. Yeah, which is okay. Uh, then we have a breakdancing gorilla. That is Nosy wearing a gorilla outfit so they don't have oh. to wear the nose prosthetic. Okay. But uh, that's not advertised as Nosy, right? No, no. They, they say it's, well, I, you see him backstage before where oh, Nosy's nosy got, has the, thing he's got the gorilla suit on but not the head yet. Okay. So Why would you not show the big nose? Isn't that the whole thing? I, I think that's the joke. Oh, it's just okay. not funny. Fair. Okay. And then we have a uh, sockhead uh, and polka fever. Uh, Bobcat is Bobcat singing is Bob, amazing. Bobcat doing Bobcat things, playing bells. Then the sock is is torn off uh, as a mistake, and you see that it's not actually a sock head. It's a hand. It's a sock puppet head. It's actually just another hand for a head. So we've got three hands. The shocking. Reveal. I'm seeing double here. Six hands. All right. And that's where everybody loses their shit. Yeah. He calls him a fraud. Yeah. It's like, okay, the person that maybe they think it's like two kids in a fucking trench coat kind of deal. They don't know that that's actually sock guy's head. Or do you think they're just mad it's not actually a sock? I think they're just pissed it's not a sock. Yeah. So they don't care that it's a person with a fucking hand. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they feel conned. Well, these are like the local yokels in, in, in Santa, Flan. Santa Flan in South America, which is full of just. Random white Random people. country white people. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Uh, so he booed. Then, uh, then the worm's about to go out, but instead it is Beast Boy's turn. It is Ricky. Ricky comes out and instead of just doing, I don't Beast know, Boy Beast shit. Boy shit, uh, decides to read uh, the, a soliloquy from Richard III, Shakespeare's Richard III. Uh, Richard III, uh, also a notoriously ugly character, uh, who Professor Nigel Crump, which is a very funny Made up professor name uh, from professor Oxford. Nigel Crump. Nigel Crump. That's a good British fucking let's make it up. You know, um, he just goes, oh, we're going to give you cultural uh, subtitles where he just says a bunch of lines. He goes, I'm ugly. I never got laid. Ha ha ha. That's all that Shakespeare is, right, folks? It's all just dumbed down to that. Yep. Uh, the audience loves it. They've been aching for rich, real theater. Uh, they throw flowers at uh, at, at, at Ricky. Uh, and he is taken off stage and he is then confronted by his agent, I believe. Uh, and he's trying to get out of here, but he's like, basically you're so fucking ugly now. We can't do anything with you. So now you're just going to live here. And then he starts laughing at him. And then everyone starts laughing. And then out of fucking nowhere, Ricky gets a, 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 a fucking red glint in his eye and just fucking rips this dude's head off. Pops it like a water balloon. Just bonk. Well, he first rips it off, and it's like a Lego guy. Like, it just slides right, off the see, neck You see the clean cut. There's yeah. no, yeah, the cartoon no, ham no need slice. for effects for, like, blood dripping or anything no, like that. It's there's just no a, uh, Sub-Zero spine hanging down. It's just, it's like he cut it cleanly and then just removed it's the It's the Dragon Ball, like, when they cut the tail off of things. Yes. And it's just that ham slice. Yeah, it's that just perfect, like. Yeah, round meat, bone in the middle. Yeah, bone in the middle. Yeah, it is yep. like. When Fred Flintstone gets a fucking big Hakabronosaurus on it, it looks like that. And then he takes it. There's he, the guy has like one line where he's like, oh, way to be fucking whatever. And then he spikes the head down and it fucking explodes like a blood water balloon on the camera. It was a very much this fucking escalated quickly kind of situation. Oh, yeah. uh, so that's the one thing that kind of was a pop. Um, then everyone runs in fear uh and you know there's a guy trying to film the whole thing bud melman bud melman is that the actor's name i think it's like larry bud melman okay ike guy has been impaled with his own sign about uh, there's blood all over the place 
weirdly freaky pus is shooting out of Ricky's head. He's freaking out. And, uh, you know, that's entertainment. That's a, that's a Vince McMahon ass line from, uh, old Skuggs there. Uh, Skuggs becomes more and more sunburned as the movie goes on. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's maybe it's summertime here too. So Ricky is then put back in his little, uh, you know, uh, TARDIS, uh, outhouse. He sees a milkman. This scene kind of popped me for some reason. This milkman, he's got a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. Uh, we eventually leads to another thing about milkmen, which. The, okay. That reveal. Yeah. I love. Okay. So at this point he just, he lures the, uh, he lures the milkman in saying it's, who is it that he wants to see naked? Well, no, he had, he laid a turd. Right. It looks just like this one celebrity, but I can't remember. I can't who it is. Now I can't remember who but it when is. When he comes out, he goes, man, it looked more like Winona, Winona Ryder. Ryder, which I'm like fucking catching strays. Winona Ryder's beautiful. Um, but yeah, so we got a turd joke. People do be loving their poop yep. in the nineties. Uh, it's all a ruse. You see, uh, Ricky then assaults, I assume, and maybe kills the milkman uh, and steals his milkman suit. But it cannot contain his freakish form as his shoulder is kind of poking through, just ripping through, just ripping through. Uh, you know, like kind of mid Hulk transformation, kind of looking shit. Oh no! Uh, so then we get oh no the the Rasta eyes, the eye and eye, eye and eye, the Rastafar eyes, the Rastafar eyes. Which are the eyes? So in in the in the Freakland, okay. there is a giant animatronic rotating head of Elijah Skuggs, and it the eyes will follow people, right? So typical kind of haunted house, spooky effect kind of deal. But it turns out these are sentient living freak yeah, these creatures. These are his security team that I have to assume were like normal Rastas, like in their normal life, because they're just giant eyeballs. Which, by the way, I love the effects of Eye and Eye. Like I love. The costumes, I love how the pupils move yeah, the as pupils their mouths. Move. Like, the, the costume is very funny. It's like, it's the residents, like the band, the, they all have the eyeball shit, the eyeballs are talking about, anyway, whatever, okay, so anyway, they're Rastafarian eyeballs, they're shooting fucking Uzis, and they're speaking in Jamaican Patois, and that's like what they do. Uh, I hope that's how you say that word. Is it Patois or Patois? Let's go with Patois. Let's go with Patois, it sounds more correct. Uh, the J- Jamaican dialect definitely problematic they're absolutely going to kill fucking ricky but he gets away uh and runs away from them he, he's kind of put in this uh in this building this little cabin where he has a a discussion with uh with Skuggs. Skuggs is there and he's basically telling him his plan to make him a a super freak super freak he's super freak a and he's gonna yeah. kill the rest of the freaks thoughts yeah uh, you, this sucks. F- from a business decision, <laughs> seems uh, real fucking dumb. Yeah, he's literally Skuggs like, I'm going to get rid of most of my fucking moneymakers. Well, remember, though, he's also expecting a new large shipment of Zygrot 24 coming in. So he's going to make new monsters. New and better freaks. Yeah, because those are his uh, test freaks. That's right. He was simply getting into the freak game. Yeah. This was his like his seed. This was money his, he was, you know, testing the waters. Yeah. Yeah. You got to walk before you got to walk before you can so run. Now he's going to make stuff. a super freak, clear out his old inventory uh-huh. and then restock. Okay, there we go. Because he, he did not like Sockhead or Nose Guy. And no one likes Nosey. Yeah, Nosey is bad. Nosey's terrible. What's the point? There, are there even any boogers in this? Sockhead's a sham. Was that, which, which Nickelodeon show was it where you had the huge nose where you pulled boogers out? Double of? Dare. Double Dare. It was Double Dare? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Man, Mark Summers must have hated that shit. <laughs> For someone who is like incredible, yeah, OCD and a germaphobe. Yeah. He's talked about it before. Yeah. And they're like, oh, would you ever do these? Not in a million <laughs> like, fucking I years. I lived in hell for that many years. You just see him standing back when they're diving into the bean dip slime. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, don't do it. So, uh, so that's the basic gimmick. We cut back forward to the uh, the Brookshields uh, talk show. 
Um, and, and obviously the thing here is when we see the silhouette of Ricky, it looks like it's his troll form. Yeah, you still see lumps and shapes. You see and lumps and shapes. Out, hairs. We'll, we'll get to that. Now, obviously he is wearing the prosthetic in the flashbacks. So the payoff isn't actually right, but we'll get to it. Okay, so he's back. He's like, okay, what are we gonna do? Now, all the other freaks have also dressed up as milkmen. That got me so good. It was very funny because we lead this to a scene where they kind of start like having a, a fight uh, with, I believe, with the eye and eyes, right? Or are they fighting yeah, the each eye and other? Eyes show up. No, they, they're fighting they fight each other. Yeah, it's, it's Dog Boy is fighting Ricky. And then, and then uh, Skuggs looks out the window and he's like, wow, like 12 milkmen. It's a lot of milkmen. Yeah. No wonder they're fighting. Yeah, fighting for the same route, you know? So it was a corny joke, but it, it was good. Uh, so I and I, again, pop out of the uh, about out of the head. I guess they ran back there after their previous uh, run. That's where they hang out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's kind of nightmarish looking anyway. Yeah, and Ortiz runs off because he sees a squirrel. Yeah. And he's a dog boy. Right, he's a dog. This was much before the uh, which which was that fucking up. The Pixar was yeah, squirrel. So. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, all right. Let's get the most depressing movie ever. Yeah, let's get through this. So uh, the freaks all decide <laughs> to unite, and uh, they're going to take down Scuggs. God damn it! Uh, they come up with a plan where Ricky says we should buy some sea monkeys and train them to use guns. Which that's kind of funny to me. That was good. But then they do the whole thing like, oh, one of another the other group actually thinks of the real plan, which is go in there, steal the super zygot, but reprogram it to make you yeah, good. Because you can reprogram a good super slime. freak. Yeah, yeah. It'll, become a good. Super we'll make freak. you a good super freak, and then you can kill Scruggs. Yeah, not a Rick James super freak. No, a good super freak. Yes. Yes. Okay, and then you'll kill Scruggs, free the freaks, and everyone lives happy thereafter. So the plan underway, the freaks start to try to uh, dig a tunnel, I believe, into the. Uh, into Skuggs's uh, workshop, laboratory, whatever. Um, and I, I do love the scene, the kind of juxtaposed scene where they're doing this crawl underneath. Underneath the toad. Underneath the toad man. He like eats something with his tongue, but it's like, it's just that very much kind of shitty. We're meshing two scenes together kind of stuff that I really miss. This from when like, he old... eats the airplane. Yes, because he spits out the propeller. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah, it's the airplane. Okay, yeah. So yeah, he's looking up in the air. He eats an entire airplane and then spits out the propeller. He, he sure. eats a jet airplane yeah. and spits out a propeller. So we have to assume his tongue is at bare minimum 15,000 feet or longer. Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, so they're, they're, they're crawling through there. Um, I believe that Ernie hawks, like, starts to hawk a loogie, but then Julie spits it out yes. and says, I hate when you do that. So I guess their tracheas are connected in some weird sideways human centipede type shit. Who knows? This is the worst. They break through. They see the lost city of Nod. And then it's a slideshow for some reason. This is the most like Looney Tunes ass Ernie's joke. bar mitzvah. Yeah. It's no fucking clue what's going and on then here. He wants to stay. He's like, you got to see the one with a rabbi. And it's yeah. like, well, calm down. No explanation. It's fine. Whatever. Yeah, moving on. Madcap looniness. Uh, they get into the lab. Uh, they are confronted. Uh, or, or the rest of the freaks are, are trying to uh, go help them, I guess. And then uh, I and I bust down in perfectly I and I shaped holes into the barn where the rest of the freaks are hiding and just comically gun down Sockhead. This is my favorite death in this whole thing. Yeah. Bobcat Goldthwait's character is mercifully murdered uh, in cold blood by the Rastafarian eyeballs. Falls down. They remove the sock from the head and it starts doing the like you're talking with your, your hand, hand mouth. And then blood starts coming out. This it's was good. Beautiful. This was good. Uh, I don't remember exactly. Like I was never good at speeches. I think is that 
Was that the line, like the death line or whatever? Yeah, because it was, it's taking it back to his backstory. It was like, I was never good at stories. Yeah, that's I was never good at stories. That's what it was. Yeah, because he never... He so now I think he says, like, I was never good at dying. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. I was never good at dying and then dies. Uh, it's very good. At some point in here, by the way, uh, you, there's the frog man, who's another freak, who's just a guy in a wetsuit who speaks French. <laughs> and I want to be... Uh, I am mostly French in my background, so uh, we're going to go here. When... When did it stop being a thing where people called French people frogs? The last time I can remember it happening was like early South Park. Early South Park? Okay. Because like that is the thing that I definitely remember was yeah, like, oh, was they eat of our frog childhood. legs or whatever. Wasn't that what it was? I think so. I think that was the... They called them frogs because they ate frogs. Right? I would assume that's what it's... I was young. I never questioned been. it. I was just like, yeah. oh, that's funny. It's just one of those weird fucking things about the French that it's like, yeah, we all know they wear horizontally striped shirts, yeah. berets, smoke cigarettes, eat baguettes... And eat frogs. That's still funny, by the way. I still do a ha ha ha. Um, but yeah, that's it. He's not even a freak. He's just a guy in a wetsuit. There's no implied mutation here. All right, going back to French characters. Yeah. There was this thing going around on Twitter where it was like, who's the most famous French non-French character of all time? Everyone almost that I saw posted Pierre Escargot from all that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I forgot about that character and I died. Yeah, speaking French, like everyday French with Pierre Escargot. Yeah. And a raincoat. Who knows? All that was like... It was weird. I don't know if it held up. Was Pepe Le Pew French? Yes. yes. Or was he just French-ish? He like was a, a Parisian skunk. A, a rapist skunk. I mean, he was absolutely a predator, but he was also okay. Parisian. Mm-hmm. So, I, at least I think so. I think, yeah, because I think they had I think you see the France. Eiffel Tower in the background yeah. sometimes okay. where he's trying to molest the cat. Anyway, um, always walking under a fucking wet fucking fence. It's the same shit every time. Every time. Whatever. Anyway, okay. Let's, this is not the time to talk about Pepe Le Pew. Um, who's definitely one of those, like Speedy Gonzalez, <laughs> is just the fucking Looney Tune we don't talk about anymore. He oh, has yeah. just been fucking memory hold. Like, we do not talk about Pepe Le Pew. We do not talk about Speedy Gonzalez. Or any early Popeye. Or any early Popeye. Well, it's not a Looney Tune, but I, True. I, but I, I get your point. You get my point. So What, what was the one in where uh, it was the, the, the deputy dog? The Deputy dog? Yeah, but there was some other thing that I forget was that his actual name. He was like well, was real jolly. Are, the, are you talking about Droopy? He talked like this. Maybe was he there was dog? there was actually a character called Deputy Dog. Yeah, there was oh, a was, dog. okay. Yeah, who are you talking about? I have no idea. Maybe I was getting. A was there a point to this stuff. story? There was at one point. <laughs> Speaking of, was there a point to this story? Freak, freak from nineteen ninety four. Three, three, three. Uh, so uh, now they get into the lab. Uh, he does make the, the super freak they serum. reprogram the slime somehow. However, there's like weird computer effects. Uh, oh, an alarm to, starts going off. He had to turn it down because it was turned up too loud. Yeah, the master volume on the alarm was turned up for some reason. Turns it down. Haha, <laughs> my bad. So the whole thing is they're trying to not be detected by Skugs. This leads to what I think is actually the funniest gag. The cup? In the movie, yes. Yep. So they, they turn the, uh, the siren down. At first... Skugs is basically watching cops and he, the siren works with it. And he's like, just nodding along. They cut it down. They're trying to be quiet. They knock a styrofoam cup off of a table, like just a fucking six ounce little coffee cup knocks off the table. Slow-mo hits the ground. Styrofoam cup. And yeah, Randy Quaid in his read of the fucking movie, just turns around and goes styrofoam cup <laughs> and then goes and investigates. That's the funniest actual part of this fucking movie to me. It's like cellar door. It's just a beautiful combination. He's so proud of it afterwards. Oh, yeah. 
So they make it. Long story short, because Skuggs is going there, uh, Ricky, Coogan who is a piece of shit loser, is the worst and fucking leaves the slime. He leaves the slime. He makes it back. Uh, he's like, what hey. What coffee can is it in? Is it in a particular kind of coffee? Yeah. Is that a noteworthy thing? It is, because it's one of the best coffees uh, that you can buy at the grocery store. Is it the kind that Juan Valdez made? No. Oh. Well. I think it's like. No. Yeah, Cafe, Cafe Bustillo. Bustillo. Yeah. Bustillo. Is that a thing? It is, yeah. Well, I, I don't good know. Coffee? I, I, yeah, it's good it's, coffee? It's good coffee. Okay. I'll take your word for it. Not really. He does. He, so, big plot point, though. He, he leaves the slime. He leaves it. But he managed to grab a dessert for a treat. Yes, he does grab a bag of tasty desserts, which we find out shortly. So, when they get back to the other side, the, the tunnel collapses behind them, so there's no way to get back surreptitiously into the lab. He pops out. He goes, hey, we were able to reprogram the slime to a good freak thing. They're like, yeah. He's like, I left it there. And then he is immediately pelted with rotten vegetables. Of course. Because uh, this is vaudeville. But then he goes, hey, but I also found these macaroons and there's enough for everybody. That was kind of a pop. Everyone cheers. Except for the worm. Everyone eats the macaroons. We won't find that out yet. He says he doesn't like them. Oh, does yeah. he say that there? The worm says, yeah. I, don't, I, don't like I was once again watching this at 1.5 speed. That's so why I'm here. I missed. Thank you. Uh, so this. It felt like at half speed. This movie takes forever. It's, it's only like an hour and 20 minutes. It's so long. It's way too long. Uh, so now, as that happens, we go, okay, we got macaroons, everyone's happy. Uh, now EES, everything except shoes, corporation, shows up on the fucking premises, and there's a meeting. Now, one thing about uh, EES that I thought was a funny little gag is there's the board of directors that are all just 1,000-year-old. Oh, yeah, they're groups. all just weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, the, and, and the, the CEO, played by William Sadler, uh, will crank a little crank that makes them clap or give the thumbs up to approve measures. So the first thing, the funny sight gag here is they're pulling them all out on a forklift and in a pretty good bit of physical comedy, the one on the furthest left just <laughs> falls off, eats shit, bonks his fucking, the back of his head on this like 18 wheeler trailer and then just falls to the ground. I wonder if Dumb that was fuck. real because if it would have been planned, that's one thing. You think those guys outtake? run over there so yeah. quick. Like his, those don't look like dummies. Those look like actual guys. Well, the one like, on the left is a dummy. Okay. So it was definitely planned. What, like if that particular, was it supposed to fall off there somewhere else? I don't know. But the, the, it's definitely a dummy because it's not a person that actually breaks their fucking head. Um, so, I so love how they dumped the kid out of a sack. They dumped the kid out of a sack. Uh, Stewie was a stowaway. Uh, but so then, so they're having this meeting where, you know, they're going to do the Zygrat 23 exchange. Uh, you know, this is the beginning of a long and fruitful relationship, says evil CEO guy. Uh, and then, you know, Stewie comes out of the bag. He's saying, you know, I'm going to save Ricky. Um, they put him in a fucking cage with a two headed chicken. We hear about the plan of uh, Skuggs just wants to make his mega freak world, which literally is the exact same as freak world, just scaled up about 150 percent, like just one it's and just a half larger. times bigger. Yeah, it's the exact same. Every, same layout, just everything. Same layout, bigger. same statue, just slightly larger, which. Hey, you know, I can appreciate it. Uh, he worked really hard. So again, the ESP link between uh, Stewie and Ricky is there. Ricky now learns that Stewie is uh, captive, but I think he tells Stewie, hey, find this uh, coffee tin and bring it to us. So Stewie breaks out kind of effortlessly from the chicken coop and begins yeah, crawling. No one's watching Stewie. No one cares. Uh, Stewie ignored his whole life and probably forever after that. Well, maybe not. Uh, yeah, not forever. Kind of unignorable, but we'll get to that. So he starts crawling uh, under the table. Um, he brushes up against the legs of the CEO and of Skuggs. This seems to imply that they're playing footsie with each other. And CEO guy seems to like it. Skuggs seems to be more reluctant, reluctant, but not necessarily opposed. 
they're getting in bed with each other financially. Why not physically as well? Anyway, uh, so they get to the spokesman guy. Uh, I think this is the agent, right? That we or the guy we spoke to earlier, who was in. Yeah, the he's just a rep for me. Yes, he's just a rep for me. Okay, so he's not the agent. Uh, so he's saying, what can we do with this? Well, we can make a receptionist with three titties and eight arms to answer phones and two mouths to talk. And, and no digestive system for bathroom breaks. Right. And then is uh, workers with no genitals or anything like that. So they can just work without uh, without stopping. Good cutaway to the two or the three hard hat workers there that are like, the fuck? The fuck. Yeah. So they know this is evil. I like, kind of like that to show that other people are like, hey, hold on a minute. Uh, corporate America doesn't care about you. But then so while this is going... Stewie basically gets all the way out. He makes a noise. He stops. And this is my first weird shot alert. Like this is the weirdest shot in the movie. They definitely superimpose this kid. When he's just awkwardly there by their desk. They take this weird wide shot, like not quite Dutch angle, but like kind of up in the distance, looking down on the speaker and this big table. And Stewie's just standing there with no shadow this is the weirdest fucking like I had to stop and rewind like three times. It makes no difference, but he's just standing there quietly and then it just moves on and no one ever mentions it again. Uh, and then Stewie, I think makes a break for it uh, with, with the goo. Uh, the people are happy. We go back to another skug show. Stewie is sitting in the audience with the super goop. He is trying to get Ricky's attention, but Ricky can't see it because the lights, the, you know, the spotlights are in his eyes. He cannot differentiate where Stewie is. Uh, this the show here is going to be Scuggs turning Ricky into the super freak. That's super the presentation. Freak. He's going to be super freak day. Uh, I feel like I've been talking a while. Any Ow. thoughts? My this thoughts are, I'm glad that we're getting towards the end. We've got a few minutes left. We do have uh, where Stewie just basically gets uh, dismissed as a human being once again, uh-huh. uh, where the, the guy behind him doesn't like this young twerp. Mm-hmm. So he just ends up, you know, and as we move forward, then, takes the coffee can and just dumps it on this yeah. kid. But we got to give it to Stewie. He's the most consistent in this whole movie. Yeah. So this, this guy, this trucker dude gets up, fucking takes the lid off, dumps it on his head. You fucking nerd. But you, you idiot, you absolute rube. You've turned Stewie into super Stewie, which is a nightmare. Let's talk about this fucking animate, this outfit, whatever the fuck it is. It feels offensive. I mean, it is. I kind of think I get what you're putting down. I don't know if that's the intent, but I, I think I know what you mean. You're picking it up. I think I pick it up. Probably kind of offensive. Yeah. But I mean, well, well also as just a fucking weird looking body yeah. thing, it's really well done as a weird looking freak guy. Yeah. yeah Cause uh, they, they, they're calling him a troll looking like an Ellie Valley drawing for those of you that know Ellie Valley on Twitter, like, and, and that kind of gets into what we're talking about. Don't worry about it. But anyway, so, uh, so now Stewie is no longer the bullied, the, the trucker that dumped the thing on him tries to stab him. He's got super hard skin. He fucking just gut punches this dude. He dragon balls. He fucking flies out of the, out of the tent and he's about to fuck Skuggs up. So he comes up, the I and I's come back in. They try to shoot uh, Stewie, but Stewie's bulletproof. Oh, and he throws fucking pocket, pocket sand. sand. <laughs> Genius. Of course the eyes are weak to sand. Their eyeballs. It's so good. So they run away uh, spouting, you know, Jamaican catchphrases. Uh, but what happens? Oh, and then, of course, uh, Frogman tries to eat Stewie. But somehow uh, Journey, that is, uh, you know, the, the, the Siamese friend. Julie. Julie. Uh, they have a fucking M80. 
I guess they, they just brought it for. Oh no, because when when Ernie first meets Frogman, he does make the comment, "I used to blow up frogs when I was a kid." Because he he's taking his food and then he lights a cigarette, and the Frogman takes a cigarette. And as they're walking away, he tells the Frogman, "I used to blow up frogs when I was a kid." Wow, what a piece of shit! But it yeah. kind of closes that loop. Yeah. <laughs> well, who said this script was bad? Me, I did. Anyway, moving on. Seconded. So Toad Man eats the the M eighty. He gets the Ron Simmons by way of Clay Davis from the Wire treatment, where he just says "shit," and then he explodes. Uh, so he explodes into green goop. His tongue hits uh Chugs in the face. Clugs, Chugs, whatever the fuck his name is. Scugs. Scugs. Thank you. Uh, Chugs is Adam Cole. I'm sorry. So then, uh, it's too late. Stewie's not able to stop the super freakification process. Ricky is also turned into a super freak and he and Stewie begin to battle it out. Uh, Skuggs brings out a fucking bazooka while the, uh, EES guys are trying to steal his tasty freak, uh, machine. And he, uh, blows instead of shooting a a rocket and instead gets, freak goop on them. Yeah, it's just nothing but Zygrot. And would you believe what the everything except shoes people turn into? It's a fucking shoe. Of course. They turn into the weirdest fucking sneaker you've ever seen uh, with a tongue flipping out of it. It's fucking gross. I gotta say though, Coogan looks awesome at this point. Coogan looks great. Like he looks like a Nightmare Battle Toad. Super freak. Yeah, like a Nightmare Battle Toad or like if they made a Gremlins 3 kind of. If they made Gremlins just to ruin kids' lives. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it kind of did. But you know, Gremlins uh, 2 was just fun. So we get to the, the climactic showdown between uh, Ricky and Stewie, but we cut back to Brooke Shields, who's like, You've been talking for fucking ever, much like we have, much like I have specifically. <laughs> and they cut to a commercial for Machismo. Okay, this popped me good because I forgot where I knew this from. This is, this is like very before, this is especially good now, like with like the like dude wipes kind of shit like yoga but for men like have you seen the like beard mascara oh no like just for men they make this just for men beard wand that's okay. just mascara but it's for like grays in your beard and you just put it in your beard yeah yeah like this is power thirst the old fucking oh, youtube what a classic gun. now comes in gun what a classic like banana fizz bitch and gun <laughs> gun so machismo is just canned cheese for men. Uh, huge fucking pop for machismo. That was great. So they cut back. He's like, all right, let me finish the story. I'm a, he's about to stab Stewie with a giant spike. But then we get the cowboy. It's like, look into your heart. You let him into your heart. Your, your heart. heart. You hear the echo. And then it turns out, of course, yeah, cowboy just is just, he's just repeating heart. Yeah. So with the ears going up every time, Ricky Coogan, <laughs> I love cowboy. I love the I love the practical effects. Ricky lets Stewie into his heart and they become friends and they decide to take it to, uh, to, to the bad guy, Skuggs and Skuggs tries to do like a fucking new Japan punch spot where he's like punching him in the gut. Doesn't work out. He gasses himself. And, he, and, and Ricky Ooh. just bonks him in the head, which probably instantly shatters at least, his C one through his C five yeah, vertebrae. Yeah, he, he does make the comment. I think you, I think you shattered my spinal yes. cord. Yeah, I can't feel my fingers. He's definitely has really bad fucking, uh, fucking. What's the spinal stenosis now? You oh, know. Yeah. But he's like, hey, I know there's an antidote, and I won't give it to you unless you let me live. And this fucking idiot, Scuggs, he tells him where the fucking antidote is. He says it's in these macaroons. And they're like, it's a time release antidote. Yeah. 
We already fucking ate him. The most dumb. convenient, like, Munsters ending ever. Yeah, very Deus Ex Machina, Deus Ex Macaroon. Yep. Oh, I like deal. It. They toss him into the into blue goop, which I guess is a... Stronger one. Yeah, maybe a dissolving goop. The FBI comes in. Uh, they found out about it in the, uh, in the Weekly World News, but they did have to investigate uh, Satan's child uh, before they came and, and rescued... Uh, this rescued is so Ricky. stupid. I love so it. then, turns out, it didn't turn... Scuggs into a freak, it turned him into Brooke Shields. Yeah. And you think, wait a minute, this is the person who's been interviewing them the whole time. Is this just a weird gag? Because, like, they do that and then they immediately shoot the living shit out of Brooke Shields. And we cut forward and we were back in, in, uh, in the, in the, what's the name of the fucking, the Daily Show, the, the Daily the TV show. studio. You're back in the current times. Current times. What's her name? Sky Daily. Sky Daily's, uh, in her studio. They go, hey, we finally got the lights fixed. Oh, thank God. They bring the lights up on Ricky. And it's not a prosthetic. He's not the freak. It's just normal Ricky Coogan, but he's got a cactus behind him for some reason. Wow, what a payoff. And he's less greasy now. He's slightly less of a piece of shit. His hair is not slicked back. It's no, not a lot of grease in it. He, he's got a nice button-up shirt, only the top button unbuttoned, which is fine. Uh, no low-cut V-neck, whatever the fuck, you know, yeah. Miami Vice shit he had going on. Looking a little bit more like Bill, you know. Uh, and she's like, what a great story. Let's bring out the rest of the former freaks. Everyone else has returned to normal except for Bookworm, who does not like macaroons and therefore remains a freak. So when I watched this as a kid, I hated coconut. So you would have, you realized you would have been a freak. so upset by that. Yeah. Because I would have been stuck as a worm. It's a really hellish, uh, really hellish existence. So now anytime someone offers you coconut, you got to take it just in well, now case. Now I like coconut. Oh, okay. The human torch is not farting anymore. Lights out, baby. We talked about uh, Mr. T's character. Let's not talk about that. Uh, oh, and, uh, and, and uh, Ortiz, Ortiz is still a uh, dog boy. Yeah, because he ran off to get the squirrel. That's right. Which he finally but catches he found up the to squirrel in a different country. Yes, in North America. Yes. Yeah, chased it across the Panama Canal. And then immediately threw it away. Just got it. Happy to see the friends. The, the squirrel immediately bites <laughs> an elderly woman in the audience, which is dumb as fuck, but was a yeah, pop he, for he me. Yeah, got me good. And then they, she go like, that's so weird, that story that, that Skuggs looked exactly like me. And it's like, yeah, same outfit, same hair, same everything. Except he had really weird, had big, big feet. hideous feet. And we scroll down, and of course. Of course, the person who's been sitting in front of him this yeah. whole time. The whole time. Has these very obvious. Mutant feet. Mutant feet. They're Freak sticking feet. out of a short skirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so Ricky Coogan is the dumbest motherfucker that's ever lived. But luckily... What happens first is, you know, Brooke Shields I'm slash Skuggs is going to attack. Your blood. She gets fucking blasted by Julie, who is now, of course, split from Journey and is, uh, you know, rescuing her love interest. She has a gun for some reason. They run up and kiss. Kiss me, you fool. Then Skuggs slash Sky gets up again with a fucking machete. Gets shot immediately again by, of course, dipshit nobody friend Ernie, who also has a gun for some reason. He goes, obviously, that was going to happen because, of course, it was. Mutant Stewie comes out because there were no macaroons left. Stewie's just a giant freak now. He's just life ruined. And they go, ha, 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 ha. We learned it. There's another fucking joke about sexism or something. Uh, Julie confirms yeah. that she's a fucking fraud. Ernie starts talking about it, and then she's just like, shut up, and hits him. Yeah, shut up, bonks more him. Bonk. A little more Three Stooges humor. And in what I would say is a very good <laughs> final freeze frame, Brooke Shields jumps up with blue goop coming out of her mouth with the machete, once again about to kill Ricky Coogan, and we fucking roll credits. And we made it through. Thank God on 1993's Freaked. Oh my gosh. So. I apologize. We all had to relive that. As, or as I like to call it, 
I have no mouth and I must freak it. <laughs> oh no. So I hate myself as a kid for liking this so much. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, it's fine. I get it as a kid. It's like gross out humor, very corny. I, I totally see it as a kid, especially yeah. in the early nineties. Yeah. With MTV being the way it was, what Absolutely. was on TV that you're like, oh, this is right up this is right up MTV's alley. Yeah, this is like this Beavis is and exactly Butthead Frog baseball yeah. era, like Oh, that was rough. Yeah. But I mean that's what it was, True. right? Like that kind of uh uh, what's the word kind of like transgressive is that the word right works for me just like you know uh fuck i can't remember the word uh yeah they're just trying to like a little edgy a little kind of try hard you know very hey, we're the hard. fucking revolution you know tv it's whatever very very it was a very gen x made movie yeah. it's like extremely I absolutely remember uh, around this time, well, maybe a little later than this, but there was a uh, computer program called the Spider-Man comic maker, cartoon maker. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you ever have that? Oh, yeah. Me and my friend, Justin, uh, would make it. And I remember like in all of our little sketches that we would make, the joke at the end is everyone's head just exploded. <laughs> like it would just be like, and <laughs> we have no way to end the joke. So you'd be like, bah, 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 and you'd like make like explosion sound effects. It's just very much, like, I would pop like crazy as a kid for this. Never heard of it, but I guarantee you I would have fucking loved this movie. Now? Now. Oof. Uh, it's rough. And, and at the very end, it's funny because they're going like, it's finally over. Yes. Yes, it is. Now it's really over. Thank God. And was, I'm like, what was her name? Megan Ward? Megan Ward. She's the best actor in here because she's the only one that isn't hammy overacting. She just can't act. She just can't act. But that actually makes her better than the rest. Yeah. She seems a little genuine for it. Yeah. I, uh, so, um, notable moments I think we touched on. Yeah. Uh, so the weirdness lived up to what I remembered. Yeah. This is a weird fucking The movie. jokes didn't age well. No, but again, kind of like Double Dragon, surprisingly not as bad as it kind of there's feels like. There's certainly movies out there that are way more blatant with their yeah. just. Oh, yeah. No, there's definitely oh, movies we did, that are way more cringe. We did actually pass over the one gay joke in the movie. We did, where, where he said. Uh, if anyone is sensitive, you might want to leave. And it was two gentlemen with, with sweaters tied over their shoulders mm -hmm. and pastels looking preppy and they're like mm, mm. they make like little very 90s joke very night yeah, yeah yeah but other than that and the mr t thing uh which, which is somewhat progressive but then we're not really sure because he goes back it doesn't there's no solid politics yeah, nobody <laughs> yeah. nobody thought about it no. they didn't do it for because they were triumphing you know reading it now I'm kind of like, I don't know what the fuck it's I'm just gonna go with it's bad probably it's bad probably yeah like I think that's just and I, you know what that's kind of my, that's my tag for the movie. It's bad, probably. <laughs> uh, there are moments that popped me. Most of it was kind of the good physical humor that would kind of come out of nowhere. I don't think there was a single joke other than styrofoam cup that actually made me laugh during the whole thing. The styrofoam cup joke was really good, though. That was great. For uh, some, I hate Randy Quaid. Yeah, fuck him. But his delivery in most of his lines were, were pretty good. He was good. He was having a fun time. But this is like he the knew what, quintessential he knew, Randy Quaid character. He knew what the movie was. Yeah. He absolutely knew He's like, what this he was is in. fucking stupid. I'm just going to be dumb. And he can, and credit where it's due, limitedly. Uh, Randy Quaid can play that character always. That's all he ever did. Yep, pretty much. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a wonderful piece of shit. In, in acting. Movie. Yeah, it's in acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay, okay. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Just, just making sure. Yeah, yeah, um, So as Joe, you said it did live up to your memory in the weirdness. Yeah. Um, yeah, this was, at least it's kind of short. Um, it was a product of its fucking time. Like, I can't completely hate on it. I would never watch it and again. It, what's one thing that is pretty neat is 
it could only exist during that time. Yes. Like, it's way too much for, like, even the 80s. Yeah. And as soon as you get past 1995, it wouldn't have landed. Yeah, and it's a different type of... It's specifically kind of early 90s. Yeah. And, like, Gen X MTV humor. Yes. yes. So, in that aspect, it is something that I would recommend to people watch just to see a window into how stupid life yeah. was. This is a very unique... Like a fucking filet mignon slice of a certain subculture of late 90s. Yes. Gen X. I would, I would agree. It encapsulates that. everything wrong and bad about like yeah. that edgelord. We humor see why Gen 90s. X became what they became. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, what's our stars? I gave it a very generous one star. Okay. Because I hope I never have to watch it again. Okay. Yeah, I'm not going to. I'm not going to pump this one up too much i i can't go more than one it was i'm, I'm glad i saw it mm. um i'm more than happy not not to see it again yeah um we just we did it now we have to live with that yeah i, I and again i can see if, if you asked me when i was nine or ten about like, that movie fucking yeah, rule absolutely when i was an old man i'm like ooh. yeah <laughs> ugh. Ugh. there's a couple ugh, you know and i like, think yeah. i think that movie was definitely meant probably not for the age we were right but probably kids not much older than us oh yeah no, or just 13 14 yeah it was yeah. like early high schoolers in 1993 yep yep yeah freshmen yeah, i guarantee sophomore. yeah when this movie came out kids in high school were like you fucking seen this movie Frank, dude. Rules, dude. oh i fucking love it dude oh uh, yeah let's listen to fucking pearl jam yeah pearl jam <laughs> dude yeah okay um i'm gonna give the movie as an overall one this practical effects though i'll give like a fucking practical five effects were great that's on a different level yeah, yeah. The actual, the, yeah, the effects, the the makeup, the wardrobe, yeah. all that stuff was the effects team. You deserve on. better than this. Movie. Actually, like really, really fun. Like in that sense, it was a, it was a treat. Uh, yeah, but it was a fucking one. Movie sucked. Uh, so that's that. Joe, tell people where they can find Video City. Well, you can find us on Instagram at Video City Podcast or on Twitter at Video City Pod. There we go. All right, and uh, do we have a hint for the next movie that we'll be covering? I don't know, Brent. Do we? Oh, we do. Um, I can't make any references to people that are fucking in it. Um, I'd say we have something in our bag of tricks. Next time on Video City. It says, Poldoni's Royal Ices, Brooklyn's Greatest. Get the fuck out of here. I will fucking. This movie wow. makes no sense. I will find Jesus. it for you now. Because it, it owns.